What's up, everybody? Welcome on in to the Brass Ring Media Podcast for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. What's going on? I'm Zach Haydorn. That's Tyler Sage. Pumped to be here. Lots to discuss. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hey, good to be here. To Pumped as well to be here. Pump you up as the, the bit from the late 80s, early 90s. SNL. Oh, man. It looks like you have a new custom blanket and or tarp in the background. So very ah. nice. So, so that is a Christmas non, gift. Non-subliminal messaging there for the <laughs> live viewers. Yep. You know, the uh, it's gonna print really, the, really soon. It's gonna print. Yeah, we should probably put. We should probably put the link in every show note. So as soon as I can, I'll, I'll put that on you. I can, I will. Yes, I yeah. will. And yes, my subliminal messaging. The book comes out soon, folks. Um. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. So, yeah, welcome into the show. Thanks to everybody who's joining us live right now. Adam's in the chat. Tracy's in the chat. Lots of you are also listening live and not in the chat, and that's okay, too. Sean, what's going on? Um, This is the Brass String Media Podcast. We are live every single week, uh, every single week, multiple times a week now, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And big announcement that we've been teasing is we are going to add live shows to our slate of live content right here on the Brass Ring Media YouTube channel. It will be Mondays live, Tuesdays live, Wednesdays live, and Thursdays live. Four live shows for you for free right here on the Brass Ring Media YouTube show. More to come as far as new co-hosts, as far as new names of the shows. Um, that is all on the way, but we were going to roll this out last week and, you know, one Vince McMahon had to, you know, uh, cause a whole mess of trouble. And so we decided to hold the announcement a week. The new slate of shows will start next Monday. Um, so keep it locked to Brass Ring Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Brass Ring underscore media for all uh, of the fun updates and fun co-hosts. And we're really pumped, really pumped. We couldn't do it without you guys. We couldn't do it without your support um, and really appreciate it. And so thank you, thank you. And we are going to give back um, more in the terms of live content each and every single week with some new co-hosts, some fresh co-hosts um, with different perspectives and different opinions. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Absolutely. I'll probably be out of the dungeon by then. So I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I even got a little uh, sound dampeners for my recording room that will be up at some point so yeah big week i'm gonna miss the dungeon i'm gonna miss the dungeon i don't know about you guys but i'm gonna miss the dungeon quite my computer's down here like when i'm not recording live so it's always a possibility this is where i all my printers are below me this is like a you know the thing that like at least for you and i um our age you know when the teacher would would wheel in the 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 TV at school with like the, <laughs> the TV on, top, on the, the top. Yeah. Yep. And the VCR on the bottom. I have like a nice version of that here. With all my <laughs> accoutrement. So yeah, we're going to um, have to get you out of there. Although I will miss it. Um, we'll know when you're lazy and you're just down there because you don't want to watch there. It's like, Oh show. crap. I got to finish some work and then I'll just record down here. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But yes, yeah, so it's going to be an exciting week next week. We'll keep you posted at brass ring underscore media um, for all of our updates. Um, if you want to contribute to the show today, our super chats are open. It uh, is a, it's great if you can contribute to the show uh, financially um, here and there. We certainly appreciate it. And we will read all super chat questions, all super chat comments um, on the show live 
um, right away. So you don't need to wait two, three shows. You'll get it uh, right then and there. Sean, <laughs> drop it in here. We appreciate it, Sean. You guys deserve every good thing you get. Well, we appreciate that, and I, we appreciate your support. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so super chats are open if you want to. Uh, you want to contribute? We'll. Uh, I'll be checking them all all night long here. So with that said, Tyler, let's start off by talking about Monday Night Raw last night. And we'll get into the Royal Rumble fallout here in a minute. But um, the first kind of bit of news is that show did a massive number uh, in the in the in the ratings. Uh, massive number. 1.9 million uh, for Monday Night Raw um, average viewership last night. Um, Cody Rhodes breaking up into the two millions, 2.2 for the Rhodes uh, for the Rhodes Seth Rollins segment. Um, mm-hmm. That is very, very positive if you're if you're WWE and if you're Paul Levesque in terms of, you know, reading the tea leaves and going, okay, you know, if there was ever a doubt, like, was you know, was this the right call to, like, put that Rumble win on Cody? I, you know, this, to me, definitively kind of says, nope, like, this, this is the right call. He's moving the needle still. People are interested in his story. People are interested in, in what he's going to do and what he has to say um, in the on the road to WrestleMania here. And so um, I was a bit taken aback. Not surprised because, you know, the NFL is done and there's no playoff games you're running up against. Um, it is a post PLE, you know, event, but still, I, I think that's a really good sign for what WWE wants to do. And it's kind of like the benchmark now of like, okay, <laughs> how hot is everything going into Mania? Is it 1.9 million hot or is it back down to the, you know, 1.6 million hot? So mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting thing to watch, but what was your take uh, initially on that, uh, on that number? Yeah. I mean, you know, surprised and, uh, you know, the main event of Sammy and Drew you know, Drew McIntyre is good, but it like kind of goes in line with a lot of those Jey Uso main events. And, yeah. you know, those are like two upper mid-card guys that can be elevated to main event status when needed. And they're main eventing your show. You know, the hour's free, or the first hour's commercial free, which helps always. Yep. Um, you know, I think not a huge amount of people. There's some intrigue on what is Punk going to do or say. Is that real? Right, that maybe follow it but don't watch it. Um, also, they heard about oh, it's going to be on Netflix. Maybe I'll check it out. Or I checked out the Rumble because of that. Oh, maybe they're going to do something crazy with Vince. You know, the, there's like maybe ten thousand for each thing I just said of people that watch, but they wouldn't watch the whole time either. I don't think mm-hmm. so. It's more about the product. You know, whether you and I liked the PLE itself or not, um, it was, you know, we still watched anyway, right? Those PLEs being good or bad for WWE is not serving you and I. Mm-hmm. It's serving the fans, the extra 300,000 fans, the extra 500,000, half a million people that watched it than normal. And, you know, a good friend, Wade, at, uh, Wade Keller at the beginning of AEW was always talking about that second million when they were still around that benchmark. And that's kind of the definition of serving that audience this kind of this story, this presentation, this raw, this past Royal Rumble, um, as opposed to what an AEW was doing at that pivotal moment as well. So it just kind of does it. And, you know, I thought it was a totally, you know, soft thumbs up episode of Raw I've ever seen. It felt very much, you know, from a booking standpoint, a lot of similar stuff, obviously some big moments in there. But um, 
yeah, it was it was like a solid episode, and it just means the product's still hot. So yeah, yeah, I I think both of us uh, we recorded a uh, Royal Rumble review show for Brass Ring Media members, um, and you can become a member if you'd like and check out um, all of our major show reviews, upcoming and uh, in and behind us uh, by going to Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Um, that gets you a a free member only podcast every single week, all of our review shows, access to a discord community, which many of you that are here tonight are a part of. It's a blast. It's really fun to kind of get in there and mix it up in a respectful environment that uh, is uh, not Twitter or X or whatever you call it these days. Uh, but uh, we'd love to have you. So give us a try. Patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Um, neither of us were like high on the Royal rumble show itself. And I think fair, um, and our criticism of that, I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that I wrote about, about the show was that it, that it was not like, if you're looking for that show to like, be like just crazy entertaining and over the top with spots and five-star matches and, you know, it, it surprises, it didn't have any of that. And we wrote that down, you know, on the, on the member show, um, what I did think it did was it got it like kind of just got everything to where it needed to go. Like it it put it it put it there. It put the it like took the pieces, put them on the WrestleMania board, and that's really the extent of it. Like it wasn't any more strategic than that. They they got there, and like this rating kind of I think spoke to the you know it didn't make for a good rumble, but it spoke to like that overall strategy of like okay we don't have a lot of surprises. We're not bringing Brock Lesnar back. We've had this Vince thing going on. We we just got to get there. We got to get past the show and get these pieces on the board, and then we can go. And I think you know, you know, again, it's not a great way to go into a major pay per view or a major major ple. But I think the numbers here are telling that even in even on a show that was weak, you know, poorly booked, poorly wrestled, they. The, the, the outcomes led to something that I think people are still interested in seeing Cody drew, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the punk, you know, the punk news, you know, coming out of that Seth, that's still all at play. Um, and I think that's what you want. If you're, if you're WWE, especially when you kind of put on a show the way that the way that they did. Yeah. And it's, you know, the good, <clears throat> the flip side is the good branding of the road to yeah. WrestleMania. This as like literally a stopping point in that ultimate story, yep. as opposed to because you know I mean let's be honest if you're flipping through Peacock like I was the last couple of weeks and you're going through Rumbles to pick, you know you're like all right definitely ninety two, definitely like a one ninety nine, yep. maybe I'll watch sixteen to laugh at Roman and Rock at the end and remember <laughs> how mad I was when I first watched that I think it was at fourteen. Uh... Is it the one where it's that's, like Big Show Kane and Roman are the final three after Big Show and Kane had eliminated? That's 15. 15? Okay. I mean, that's the worst. 14. 14 was the other disaster, which was Brian not not coming out as yeah. Ray, coming out at, the, at number yeah, yeah. 30, which yeah. is so funny to watch back how awful yeah. that was. So, you know, I, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I think we all know deep down inside that the hype for the match that we all have is always better than the match itself. It's a hard match to book. And it's like the, 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 like since the women's rumble has come about, was it this is the fifth or sixth? Women's rumble? So 18 was the first one. So okay. 18, so 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, seventh, 
seven. Okay. 18, you know, 19, 20, I think 20. it's probably seven. been like a three four ratio that like the women's was better than the men's or vice versa. And it's like at some point it's kind of I mean I like both, but like at some point are they gonna decide to do one of the two? I probably wouldn't because it's almost always gonna be the women's just the way they prioritize the divisions. But like having one on SmackDown if you need to pop a rating or one on Netflix if they requested that. Mm. Like the women's rumbles on Netflix on Wednesday before the event itself, like is that an easier way to book? It's just hard to book two hour and ten minute matches to open and close a show. Um, but you know, that's not my issue to bear, I guess. But it's just hard and it's more about moments. You gotta create a couple moments to make it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it gets a little tired just because it's the same thing. And especially if you don't have the surprises to anchor that, um, mm-hmm. you're going to have a problem. But um, so last night on Raw, though, we had Cody come out and, you know, start to or start to cut a promo that all intents and purposes should have led right into Roman Reigns and calling him out and declaring, Hey, he's facing Reigns. They had that little kind of uh, interaction, you know, across the stadium, you know, at the Royal Rumble itself. And Cody gets, comes out there and he's interrupted by Seth Rollins right away. And Seth uh, proceeds to make a case that, Hey, Cody, you should look in my direction. Cue the Cody facial expression. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did too. I, I dropped that on you before the show here, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's probably a polarizing take. You either really loved Cody in that moment facially, or you were laughing at how like much he was hamming it up. So whatever side you were on, it was entertaining. That's certainly the case there. And um, yeah. What'd you think about that? That second. So, let's see. Hold on. Sean's Sean's super chat here. Mm-hmm. What? Sean. What did you think of Pat McAfee being on Raw now? Uh, thank you for the contribution, Sean. Appreciate you. Um, what did I think about that? Uh, no. whole lot of no for me. I, I think that he has peaked, not just in WWE, but it seems like the whole world has Pat Ma- is like done with Pat McAfee a little bit. It's just like, dude, McAfee. Let me turn the volume down a little bit on on you. I mean, he kind of, to me, Tyler, he had this kind of like skyrocket, uh, you know, just a jolt of popularity. Got him to college game day. Got him to show on ESPN. He's wrestling at WrestleMania. He's the announcer on, on SmackDown. So he had a lot. But I, I feel like he's kind of past it now. He didn't, like a lot of times during the Royal Rumble, he didn't know what the heck he was talking about. You know, he it didn't seem like he was up on the product. I thought he was out of uh, out of tune yesterday in terms of the knowledge. So I'm over. I'm over the McAfee thing. I'm over the McAfee thing. I, I think you want people in there. You know, they've got the big deals. They've got the big TV deals. They've got the big licensing deals. Get someone in there that knows the product. And I don't. I just don't. You know, I think that this relationship with WWE for him. Um, just doesn't mean as much in the grand scheme of what he does. So I'm out on him. Yeah. And it seems to me, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Um, you know, it's the interesting story there, right? Like he had a, was $250 million from FanDuel 
yes or 300 and he ripped that up to go to espn because he'd rather yep. do the show there get the footprint do college game day etc so you know his live show also with like then doing raw the same night so is he going to do monday remote and then fly or do tuesday remote as well i mean he lives in indy and yeah. like that's where all his guys it's where the show is unless they're like at an event so like that doesn't seem very sustainable to me i mean unless he's got a private jet from either espn or um wwe to get back in the morning but like i don't know like no matter how much you love wrestling you know me and you like wrestling love wrestling i don't know if i'd be on that schedule if i also had a show on espn and was doing game day during times of the year um right so and it just seems like a timing issue from like a pat standpoint like i don't know how much more you could be making it seems like you might want to have wwe as a fallback if you decide to have aaron Rodgers on again next season and espn decides against you in that situation um that wwe and then your show on a platform where you'll then be hugely successful because you you know got canceled all that stuff right like all the stuff dana white's doing right now all that sort of stuff so um and i don't even think he's that guy but if you're going to plan out like your trajectory is pat i just don't know why you do this now um and then also you can time it with netflix like if i'm netflix i want to save him to be the voice of raw when that deal you know day one if pat mcafee's a big star and i'm netflix and i like that i would just save it for both sides for pat and for wwe before yeah, everybody yeah. gets annoyed with him which inevitably will happen um so yeah i agree we'll see and i, and I just think that like i don't know like one of the things that was great about him at first when he first came on SmackDown and, and, and really NXT too, was that he seemed plugged into the product. Like he seemed like, okay, this isn't like a celeb, like Jimmy Smith or that other Adnan Vert guy who are like, who's like celebrity announcer who's there and has no idea what's going on. Like this was like a kind of a, a, a harmonious partnership because you had a celebrity in, in Pat McAfee who, did care enough about the product to, to learn it and watch it and care about it. And that came through big time on commentary. And, you know, look, yesterday's one night and, it you know, you can't judge somebody on one night. But I didn't think he was very good last night. And, you know, if it's a sign of things to come, I think that hurts. If it's just, you know, he needs a couple of weeks to knock the rust off, you know, we'll see. But uh, for right now, yeah, I'm out on that um, for sure. Um, yeah. Back to Cody. Thank you, Sean. That's uh, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. It was, wasn't on the old run sheet here, so I'm glad that's why we like to do this live. I appreciate you. Um, so back to Cody and Seth. What did you make of Seth's case to Cody? I mean, and I asked that because on one hand, on one hand, like, and I'll just kind of, I'm probably going to be like loading up the question here, but you know, you know better than to just, you know, okay, Zach, whatever you think. <laughs> to me, you know, in theory, good idea. Like you want to go out there if you're Seth and you want to position that title as something that matters a lot, something that Cody can should consider. Um, and just as you don't want to like just kind of ignore the Royal Rumble winner and you know, chalk up Cody's decision to uh it's already made. And plus Cody and Seth having this interaction gives the Cody Willie or Woney story some juice. You know, you can play that, play that game for a while. You can tell that story for a while. That's the positive. And that's why initially I'm like, Oh, that was good. And, and I think that the segment itself was, 
I'm higher on it than you were from the reaction standpoint. I thought Cody was good. And, and we can have a fundamental, we should have a fundamental discussion about Cody here in a minute as it pertains to WrestleMania, and we will. But I thought Seth was good. I thought his delivery was good. I thought he was believable. I thought Cody kind of was just soaking it all in. Um, that played for me. But after the fact, I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, like Cody's going to pick Reigns here. Like that uh, that's the end game. And for five straight minutes, you had Seth just, just, just bury the universal championship and, and Roman Reigns. And so in my head, I'm like, well, the idea was good. Conceptually it was good and it was well delivered, but you know, what kind of signal are you sending to your, the audience and eventually to the decision that Cody makes when it is Reigns that, Oh, he picked this title. That doesn't matter. It's the politics title. It's the Hollywood title. Like, I just don't know that that's the tone that you want to have as Cody's about to finish his journey here. So I loaded up the question, but is it, was that a good move? Was it a bad move? Where are you at on that whole kind of the thought process and execution of that segment last night? Yeah, <clears throat> I've got a fancy booking for this too. So don't let me forget that um, as I finish this sentence. Thing. I got you. Um, you know, to me, there's five top guys on raw at the moment, including punk who's injured probably out for, we'll probably see him at the rumble next year yes. based on right. how long that surgery takes. So, but he's included in there. Got him, Cody, Gunther, Seth, and Drew, right? I think of all those guys, Seth is probably fourth out of those on like a promo like this where you're bringing up real life stuff. Punk, Cody are good at weaving it with help from, from the writing team. With help, yeah. Drew, Drew's like surprisingly good at it with this character uh-huh. being like the righteous heel, which I love. Um, and so, like, not that Seth was bad, but it felt, I don't know, I felt like a stress for him in trying to deliver that promo and that it was, like, just, like, it needed just a little bit of polishing to, like, get it to what we saw between Punk and Cody. A little whiny, movies. right? Yeah. Of, yeah. like, it makes your title ultimately seem, you know, it was the doth do protest too much promo yes. with Seth, basically, right? And maybe that's the goal i don't think it is and that's what it felt like him begging a guy to wrestle him you know he's a baby face so you should want that but yeah i mean it was fine i just like i think it could have used like a polish and it could have turned it from a pretty good promo that i was like oh, i don't know if that worked as effectively as they wanted to to a okay that definitely worked and you know i'm having fun with cody and um i don't know, it just seemed like seth was a little nervous out there. Obviously it was like a different change of plan there, but even when they were like, you know, singing his song, he's like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. You know, it was just like a weird, Yeah, it seemed like Colby Lopez talking for like a split second, not Seth Rollins, which is like weird for a top guy to like, not that he broke character, but I just like had that feeling of like, I don't think he loves this either when he's delivering it. I guess what I'm trying to get at. I think he probably had the same issues you and I would have had. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's a good point to call out. Like, this promo, this promo probably was not in the cards, you know, 48 hours ago, you know, like, like, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think they're doing this if, you know, if Cody wins and punks not hurt, you know, I think that that's maybe they would have, but I I just, something about it did seem a little like thrown together. Um, 
especially given how definitive like the Royal Rumble went off the air of like Roman and Cody jawing at each other and the cameras mm-hmm. catching it. Like that was, you know, obviously that was there on purpose. And so, um, so yeah, it seemed like it almost seemed like real world stuff where it's like, well, we don't know what we're doing for WrestleMania on the Seth Rollins side. So mm-hmm. to get extra time, let's do this promo. Let's give Cody some more time so that we can, you know, figure this, figure this out. And, and, as you kind of broke it down there, yeah, Seth's delivery, you know, that uncertainty, I think, helped it at times. But when you're trying to be confident about your promo or your, your title and your run and, you know, why you should get picked, you don't really want to have that hemming and hawing that he that he had at, at times out there. Yeah, and he's right. So, you know, that can work more for a baby face than a heel being correct um, and, you know, gets heat on Roman. But, like, I don't think we're going to get to a Seth Roman anytime soon either. So it's like, what are we accomplishing there? I mean, I guess the same thing is Drew and CM Punk, right? That could happen at the same WrestleMania, I guess. But so my yeah. fantasy booking, before I forget, is yeah, what if we're, like, two weeks from now and Cody's on the mic and he's like, Seth, I choose both. Or, you know, what, <laughs> that's my Cody delivery. He puts himself in the Elimination Chamber match to earn two title shots. Oh, he tries to win. He tries to win. You know, this is the Pat McAfee effect of it, of like too much of a good thing, right? It's working and then you oversaturate the market. And with this now, you're not confident in the other options with, um, with punk. You do not have rock on the table. Do you, you know, would that even cross their mind? I think it would be a disaster of an option, but you know, I think that gets Cody negatively booed, but I think there's a small percentage chance that that is like, option three of a couple of options here is Cody to challenge, win the chamber and challenge both of them on night one and night two. Yeah, that's yeah, no, I mean, yes, that is a possibility in theory. It is a disaster in practice. Like I really oh, yeah. think it is. I mean, it, it he's a heel. Uh, he's a, he's AEW Cody at the end of that. Yes. I mean, no, for sure. I mean, look, they've got a good thing going with him right now. They really do. You know, last night, you know, was a, he got a really good response. And even last night I had that cringe moment of like, no, Cody, don't make her say your entrance again. Like that's a heel shtick. Like, don't, no, don't do that. But, but, you know, in his defense, it didn't matter. Like the whole audience popped a second time. It's just, it's just, you know, leave him wanting more, Cody, leave him wanting more. And, and yeah. This that booking would not <laughs> would not be that uh, winning both world titles. So yeah, I mean, I, I ultimately think it ends. You know where it, it went, where it started yesterday, which is Cody and Roman on night two, mm-hmm. a WrestleMania. Um, this seemed like an audible. I liked it in the moment, but then the more that I sat with it, it's like I just don't know. I just don't know if that's. Do you really want to frame Roman Reigns that way? He's got this like epic title reign, and you're telling people that he is politicking his way to keep to keep the title and it's the Hollywood title. Like, mm, I don't know. I don't even know yeah, what that means. And also it's kind of just a bizarre thing to say. Yeah. And that promo is different if Roman is a babyface character as well. And like both, like if on Friday Cody was going to be there and that champion, like, yeah, it gives him like why he should challenge him. So, but we're not going to get that certainly with the, the character of Roman. So, yeah, the yeah, the Hollywood title. I mean, how many movies is Roman was in that one? Was he in Fast, like nine yeah, or something barely. for like a second? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like barely he was. Um, 
so yeah, so I don't know it, but you know, let's, let's pivot into kind of a discussion on the WrestleMania pivot because they, they have a big one to make like on two different fronts. One of them is CM Punk out with an injury. Um, he's out torn tricep. He confirmed it at the top of the raw. Um, I, I thought Punk had a pretty good promo last night with that. I thought he, you know, was able to show and talk about his disappointment, but frame it up, you know, in like a adult should in that, you know, in the big scheme of things, like I'm going to come back and this is not like, you know, I don't have cancer or anything like that. Like, it's just something that I'm going to repair and come back with. And then I thought they got the most out of it that they could with Drew kind of getting in there and mixing it up and, Man, Drew had the line of the, you know, oh, yeah. the, the promo line of the last six months of like, hey, I prayed for this to happen. And and then it did. You know, that was that was some really great stuff. Um, and so I thought so I thought that promo was was very, very effective for Drew and Punk. Um, yeah. Before we get into more, what did you think? What did you think of that promo and, and Punk kind of saying goodbye again to his uh, to the fans? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we covered it on the member show yesterday, but um, yeah, it was, it's just, I mean, him as a, like a top guy, I think is you have to take that out completely going forward, right? He has to prove it. So, but yeah, Drew, I mean, man, the voice of the voiceless right there, right? Yeah. Sure. I know Zach Barber's not in the chat, but I know Zach, if he would have watched watching that was popping huge and probably bought a Drew McIntyre shirt, or at least I hope he did to support <laughs> So support him on that promo, but he's even been like showing like he had the one meme today on on Twitter. Yes, it's like the grave. It says CM Punk's uh, WrestleMania main event. It's you know the guy doing the peace sign over the over the grave. So with yeah. his face on it. So yeah, he's it's he's just doing good. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, like doing good work. And you know, Punk's gonna come back as a baby face. He throws out Drew at the next Rumble. Like it's all going pretty well. And then who know or Drew, if Drew's champion, whatever. Like setting up for a pretty big time CM Punk Drew match if, if CM Punk can get there physically. So yeah. I love that. It makes Drew. I mean, he's been leveling up this calendar year pretty immensely, even in losing some big time matches. Mm-hmm. But like, I think him winning that way or winning the way he did last night, you know, heelish, but like pretty for like a WWE heel, like pretty much clean, I, I would say, right? If you're grading the scale, like the yeah. little low blow is like basically winning clean in WWE for, as a heel. Yes. yes and yes, uh, yep. plus this promo, I mean, he is like squarely, it, it seems that's, that's the direction they're going, but I think there's a couple options here and I'm curious what you think is option a of what's most likely and what's like the best option in your mind for, for, oh, for Seth's tit- title match. Yeah. So let's use Sean super chat here to get us, uh, get us to, to that point. Uh, and Sean, thank you for supporting the show. Actually, I'm going to go to your other one here first. I felt for punk in that moment, very genuine promo. Yeah, it was. And I think, um, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot that goes into like an injury like that. I mean, he's got mileage on the body for sure. Um, it's also just really bad luck too. I mean, that's just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like if I'm him, I'm like, boy, you know, even if I have a lot of mileage on me, like one, can't even get through a rumble match. I mean, that's tough. And so, yeah, you kind of, I thought you got, you sensed that in the, in the, in the promo, but um, Sean also says, knowing how great Drew has been, do you think he wins the elimination chamber now to face Seth, 
even though he's already had two title shots. Um, this is uh, like that's an easy road, Tyler, that they can go down. Drew just keeps up, keeps on the hot streak. They they keep going with it. He wins Elimination Chamber. He faces Seth the thir- a third time um, at WrestleMania, and uh, you know, and you do what you do at that point. You either put the belt on him or you don't, or you know, what have you. Um, ah, man, like I guess no, I don't think they're going to go that route. Uh, you know, Sean, I don't. And it's a, it's a. I just don't know that that's a WrestleMania match at this point. I think it would be if they hadn't done it two times already in the last, you know, in the last few months. I mean, they did it. Um, when was that? They did it at. Uh, they didn't do it at Survivor Series, but they did it at the pay per view before. On day that. one. It was day, on day yeah, one. Right, day one. It was um, a episode of Raw. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and something else. They, something before that, I think, right? That was his latest attempt. Yeah, was right. that day one, right? No, so it wasn't was Survivor Series. Yeah, no, it wasn't Survivor Series. So it was the pay-per-view before Survivor Series, whatever that one yeah. was. Um, that Back might have been like a crown jewel of that, actually. Crown jewel, yeah. But either way, it's it's been – they've been there, you know, and they've done that. Um, and I just – I just don't know that you can play that card again at 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 a WrestleMania, and I certainly don't think if you want to put Seth in the main event that that's that that's like a main event Mania match. Now we're what nine weeks out from WrestleMania, like they've got plenty of time. Um, but to me, I I think that you you know you go with like Gunther. I think that's that's the play. I, um, to me, that's a fresh option. You know, they haven't had that match before. You can make it a little bit bigger, you know, by doing it for both belts and having Seth try to conquer, you know, Gunther's undefeated streak. Um, or not undefeated streak, but but long title reign. Um, I think, I think I, it'll have the longest accumulative reign, too, by then for the IC title. Yes. Yeah, you will. And so, like, I just think that, like, on paper, like, that's a bigger match. And I think – you know, Gunther, you know, Drew's delivering, so is he on a very, very high level. And I think you want to have him in a major match. And so, you know, may, I don't know what Gunther's plan was, obviously going into a WrestleMania that was going to have Seth and Punk on it. But to me, now that that's off, off the table, um, you use it as an opportunity to really make Gunther. And I think that means – booking that match and going into it with a long feud and, um, you know, having Gunther win the elimination chamber and take his championship to WrestleMania and beat Seth, you know, at, at WrestleMania. And again, I don't know if that match can main event the show either, but at least there, if there's something, it's something fresher there. So that'd be, that'd be my, that'd be how I'd be looking at this, but it does leave Drew McIntyre on the outside looking in of something major to do at WrestleMania. And I think that's um, the problem with what I've, <laughs> with what I've laid out. What, what do you, what do you make of Drew and Sean's question here, but also, you know, my idea of Gunther. Yeah. I think Gunther's the easiest option and the best on paper. Um, unless you want to get kind of down dangerous roads for a booking perspective. 
Um, so let's 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 work backwards, right? What do you think Damian Priest was going to do if CM Punk and Seth Rollins match happened? Like, what oh, was the man. plan? Was it was it the brawl after WrestleMania? Something was going to happen. Was it literally right there? And Damian Priest is the new Alberto Del Rio, where Punk wins this huge match on a big show and gets cashed in on as like a you know a callback to that. And then it's Priest for, on a quick run, and then Punk gets it back. You know what was what do you think was most likely original plan? Because that Money in the Bank is what like June. So you got to like do something with that belt by then. Yeah. And like, if, you know, I mean, let's be honest, like I think Seth retaining no matter what is the least likely scenario, no matter what the match is, whether it's CM Punk, Guth or anybody else, right. Just based on injury, take some time to heal, had a almost a year run with that thing. So as, if it's a heel, you got to do something with that and not bury priest because they've worked too hard to build that character up. So that's like a lot going into this for me. Going yeah, into I mean, so for that, that's, that's yeah, good call out. I, I think that to me, it, you know, you're, you're looking at like a day after, or yeah, WrestleMania, you know, Raw after Mania yeah. cash in. Like on, as the original on, plan. On Punk, as the original, as the yeah. original plan. On, on Punk, who had just won the title the night before. And, you know, there you go. Now they can't. Obviously, they can't they can't do that. But but dude, yeah, you just took a machete to my <laughs> to my to my booking because like you're not gonna have put Gunther over and then have Damian Priest, you know, just beat him like the yeah, next they like can't touch on a while cash. He's got the belt. Like right. does he like win money in the bank and get two money in the bank cash ins? Like that's like then we're getting like real wonky. No, like, that we, no we yeah. need to yeah, we need to get rid of this event if that's the case, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So like with that in mind, a I think we actually lucked out pretty big. Not that you know, Punk being injured is not good. You know, you're not hoping anyone gets hurt, but like that match was not going to be good with like a seventy percent Seth and you know Cody and and, set, and Punk's interaction did not like scream to me that this is like going to be a well worked match with anybody. Right. Um, but like, what is the potential then of because Seth is probably needing a little bit extra help of like some cash in happening. Like let's say Guther wins the elimination chamber or drew. I think both can fit in that equation here. And like Seth gets cashed in on in between elimination chamber and mania and somehow invokes that rematch clause. And you have like a triple threat, right? Like I think that's very much on the table and like, I'm always against triple threats, but like it makes sense in a lot of fronts. But, like, also for posterity, like, is Damian Priest a character that should be walking into WrestleMania with a title? I don't know. And that kind of tells you what that match is going to be. Is that worth it to that Priest character? But now you're kind of, like, booked into a corner with with what's going on with him. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't... I would avoid, I would avoid that if I could, but I think that is, like, 50-50 with Gunther-Seth singles match at this point. Like, I'm I mean, pretty the, much there. The... The triple threat is like I think like on one hand you could look at that and go okay that you know maybe like you do want to break glass you know in case of emergency here you know and 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 do that but the thing is like those guys had a triple threat match at last year's WrestleMania like Gunther and Drew were in a triple threat match with the other last year so it's like really similar if you go if you go that route um, 
with Priest in the there. Seth? Uh, Sheamus last year. Sheamus, yeah. So, I mean, it would be – I'm saying, like, it would be champion Priest, Seth Rollins, and then either the other two. And then either the other two. Okay, right, right, yeah. right. Okay. Whoever wins the chamber. Like, so then you think it's going to be Gunther and Seth. Priest does something, like, two weeks before, cashes in. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you had Brock Lesnar sitting out, sitting there, um, which you don't now and you shouldn't now, given mm-hmm. what has happened, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you had him there, I think you can make this work. You know, that's another piece of the puzzle, like where you could just, mm-hmm. if you wanted to plug Gunther and Brock, you can take Gunther out of this kind of title picture and then you can go Drew, Damien, and Seth. But like one of them is going to be left out. Like some combination of, Damian Priest, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre are going to be left out of this somehow. Um, yeah. And here's the other thing, man. Like, going into, like, a few weeks ago, or even, like, longer than that, like a month ago, I thought, and we talked about it on this show multiple times, that that Damian Priest is kind of, like, you know, a little bit on the outs with, uh, with Judgment Day, there was some mm-hmm. drama and intrigue there. Foundation potentially being set for a priest babyface turn, um, mm-hmm. which last night, given what happened with them in our truth, like that's out the window now too. Like you can't have yeah. priest turn babyface now a- after that. Yeah. So you still now have that th- that trio of heels: Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther as as heels. Going into WrestleMania, and I, you know, I mean, I guess they could do a Fatal Four Way, but like, I don't know, man. Like, that's that's, I don't think that that's what you want, like, for that title. I don't think that's what that's what Seth wants, like, you know. And look, maybe you don't get what you want now because because you know <laughs> you've 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 got a big issue, but but yeah, man. I mean, like the 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 Money in the Bank thing is a real is a real thing, unless. And here's another, you know, here's another way to think about it. You go. Well, I so, so like, it's not brand specific, right? The money in the bank. You That's already, what like, I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have him cash in on Cody. Yes. And like Cody's a character is not going to hold that belt forever. I don't think. Right. Right. So you could, and yeah, like, you could have him cash in on him. And like, and like to round this whole thing back is like, I'd rather at this point, I think Drew is super valuable, um, in a lot of ways, and him taking on like a Cody at SummerSlam if Cody's the champion and maybe even ending it right there. Like if I'm Drew as a character, I probably would prefer that as opposed to a WrestleMania match that I'm probably not going to win or it's going to feel a little hollow. So you could get all the way around there. Cody could lose to Priest, win it back, whatever you want to do there. There's lots of time from, you know, April to August to tell that story or even whatever. Right. So that is one way to get out of it. Um, so yeah, then like, what does that belt mean? It'd be hilarious if like, you know, cause like who has cashed in and not gotten it? Cena, Corbin, Cena. and Theory. Cena, who was the second one? Corbin. Cena, Corbin, and Sandow. Damien Sandow. All and Sandow and, and, and Theory. For the, and Theory, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it hasn't gone well if you're not established to do that, right? So I don't know if you want to put that stink on Damian Priest. He's also what, like forty-two. So I guess, are you too worried about that? I don't know. 
So, yeah, man. I mean, the other the other like way to analyze this and a fun way to do that would be okay if you like where do you go like okay let's just say and uh adam thanks for jumping in sean thanks for kicking us off with that super chat it's great great stuff adam mm -hmm. is in the chat and he's saying to me it's got to be gunther i 100 agree zach and then also adam's jumping in saying i would have becky and Rhea main event night one very much a possibility i think given the given the circumstances um to me like i'm looking at night one just like i looked at it last year you know you've got cody and roman that's going to be night two mm -hmm. main event and night one should be whatever match is the hottest, whatever match you deem the hottest. And last year, I think on paper, you'd say, oh, that's Charlotte and Rhea. But that tag match was just hotter than that that that, that women's title match. So yeah. that's what went on. Pat, and that's Pat what McAfee, Pat McAfee versus almost, maybe. <laughs> oh, good grief. No. It's the main event, obviously. Uh, obviously. Sorry, I do. I do real do. I do real Because that might no, be a real match. So we'll see. But, yeah, right. You just might have willed that. Or Bronson Reed. Was Bronson Reed the second big guy he was scared of? Yes. In that equation? Yes. Yeah. Maybe Bronson yes. Reed. They could actually bump a little bit. So that'd be a better match. Or a triple threat. Whatever. Uh, so, I anyway. just want to see. I'm booking the I'd, worst I'd, match possible. So I'd sign up for Peacock a second time just to watch those two <laughs> beat on Pat McAfee. So I'm good yeah. with that. <laughs> um, But another way to think about this is okay, if you have, let's just take Adams here. Adam's uh, idea here, since you know mm -hmm. you agree with me, of course, and, and thank you, Adam, for that. But if you if it is going to be Gunther and Seth, all right, what options are on the table for Drew and Damian? Like, if you were not going to have Damian Priest essentially just confirm his heel status with a beatdown of our truth last night, you could have put those two against one another for like a kind of a specialty grudge singles match. Like that would have worked. I don't know that that's like all that compelling. I don't think it's a needle mover, but it's a match that can be on the show. Um, I, the thing, the problem is that once you, I don't like you go further down the card and it's like, who's left for him to wrestle? Like either one of those guys. I mean, Drew, Okada would be nice if you could do that. Yeah. But like, obviously I don't think that that's in the cards, but it, you know, I feel like Drew deserves something of that caliber. Um, mm -hmm. And if he doesn't get the Seth match, like then like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you do with him given what else is, what else is there? And I, it's a tough, it's tough because there's not much. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So priest, I'd start there. Like, are they still tag champions? Right. If that's the case, you can do Kevin and Sammy, something big, big like that. That fits. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, if not, or, or whatever, there's probably another machination of that that you could do. Maybe if Ray and um, Andrade are teaming up, is Ray going to be back mm -hmm. by then? I think so. I think so. So that would be like a good, you know, big time team. But if not, then I think it should be priest and, uh, Balor, especially Balor's on his way out. That's a big win for a priest. That's it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good idea. Yep. yep. So that's easier with Drew. It's like, man, like honestly, I'd probably put him in the Logan Paul match and figure it out, figure out how to book that, because like him having that U.S. title, you can kind of pitch on pitch him on the Gunther thing, and also like he's going to tell the truth, and like then you're on dangerous like antihero getting over te territory, but like yeah. getting over is getting over. And, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think Drew's – this character can navigate that and kind of be, like, what every AEW character is trying to be, right? Like, that gray 
like what Adam Page ideally is, is kind of what you could do with Drew, honestly, in this capacity. Yeah. So yeah. that's something. Or or if not, you could do him in LA Knight, like get, beat another upper mid-card guy, and you could build that up. I mean, you'd have to do some cross, but there's no one on Raw for him to, you know, do a singles right. match with. Right. right. So you have to get like, um, you know, him and Sammy just made a man last night. It was a great match. They, they work well together, but like, you're not getting that. If there's a celebrity coming in that could work, I would slot Drew for that. But like, that's pretty tough to just like get a celebrity that's can also work. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, bad money. Um, and if, AD, I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey, you know, likes wrestling. I assume he does. He seems like a guy who likes wrestling. If you could get that and he would work a match, like Drew would be an awesome, that'd be an awesome yes. spot for him. Yeah, um, that'd be a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, you know, like what if you did, you know, another possibility here is, you know, you look at somebody like Bron Breaker and you say, hey, we're going to either have him, you're going to have him come up, feud with Drew, or we're going to put Drew in the main event against Seth Rollins for the title. And we're going to have Gunther go after, or uh, Breaker go after Gunther and his title and like, and the intercontinental title. Like maybe that that's, that's a way to kind of get around, uh, you know, the issue with all those things that are left. So you had that, a special singles match, you know, and then you, yeah, you do a tag with, with Priest and, uh, you know, and Finn Balor, you know, that would, you'd have to team them up. But I, you know, it's a fairly interesting discussion that because, there's, you know, look, we talked about a lot of options mm-hmm. and a lot of possibilities. Do you think any of those possibilities can main event the show of night one like Punk and Seth could or would have most likely? Oh, no, none of them are slam dunks, but I certainly don't think that Becky and Rhea is a slam dunk either. Like, what did we get last mm-hmm. night at backstage segment? You know, we got the Chris and Jericho. We, I don't even know that on, yeah, Becky was there. It was just Becky getting interviewed by. Oh, Sarah. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. What's her? What's her last name? Anyway, the backstage correspondent. But like, it was like a Jericho, you know, dynamite segment where he's not out yeah. in front of the. You know, it was that. So, you know, can that get there? Yes. I mean, I've got a great hot take on the member show. If you're not a member, about that match potentially. So I'll save that for that as a little tease. But, um, yeah, I mean, it could be one of those things that has. You know what was it was the um, Orlando WrestleMania. I, c- I can't remember the number. The greatest thrill ride was the uh, the moniker of that. Remember they had the big like roller coaster on the stage. Yes, yes. That, oh, that was, like was a, a hell of a stage. Yeah, not a good show. Besides, it made no sense, and the show was besides the Hardy Boys coming uh, coming yeah. out. But like that, I remember that being a big like. There's like really any match could have main evented, and the main evented with Roman and the Undertaker. So. <clears throat> um, it feels like it might be one of those sort of things. But if it's like any other two-night WrestleMania, night one will certainly be way better overall than night two. Night two will be like heavy on the main event and then kind of the other stuff thrown in there, the Bailey, yeah. Sky match, et cetera. So right. the right. tag team right. title match probably, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's really ironic that you have a situation where <laughs> you're like neither Punk – like both Punk and Seth Rollins are so similar in terms of like where they've stood on a WWE roster, like yeah. almost the bride, but never the bride. And, yeah. and this year they both were going to leverage the other to kind of be the bride <laughs> on night yeah. one. And yeah. now that's not going to happen either. Uh, and because 
Punk's injured, but Seth got injured too. It's like, it's really ironic how, you know, they're, how they fit together. Um, I'm higher than Becky and Rhea or Becky versus Rhea than, than you are. And so, you know, will I aim my words? Maybe. Um, but I think that that has the possibility to, to do it, but it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see which way they go. And I don't, based on yesterday, I don't think they know yet. I really don't like it all seemed very much. We're in a holding pattern on what we're doing because we don't, we don't know yet. Um, yeah. Maybe Paul Levesque was busy reading the six to seven page. Report. <laughs> That's a well-deserved burn on him for that shame on him. Uh we talked about that on the member show too. Just uh, an awful response. And you can become a member and check out our thoughts on that. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash Bradstreet Media. Let me t- toss this out to you before we pivot to an AW topic. Mm-hmm. If if WWE has The Rock, could we see a scenario where Cody accepts Seth's challenge? You know, and you do Rock and Roman on night two and you have Cody cash in his rumble opportunity on Seth. Like, was that the precipice for something bigger for Cody in that he's really going to say yes to Seth Rollins? Is that a possibility? Man, I mean, if you, yes. If you have the rock, I think it is a possibility because that's like solves a lot of issues um, where he does get a world title and WWE, and it's not the exact world title, but I think, you know, to me, and it's been kind of brushed under the rug ever since the initial promo, but, like, Cody explicitly said the arena that the story kind of has to finish in, right? And it's not Fidelity Field in, in <laughs> Philadelphia, right? Is that what's called Fidelity? State yeah, Field? I think that it's what it is. It's the link as far as I'm concerned, but, yeah. Yeah, Lincoln Financial. Lincoln Financial, yeah. Yes, not Fidelity. Fidelity is elsewhere, but... Um, you know, I don't think they changed names, right? It's still Lincoln Financial. No. Yeah, Lincoln Financial. Yeah, Fidelity's okay. just another, you know, financial okay. company. Another field. Anyway, you know, he said MSG explicitly, right? And yeah. uh, you know, if that's a big episode of something somewhere down the line, that's fine with me too, right? So, I think it is a possibility. It makes it way cleaner. You know, those, those are true main events. And it would fit the character of Cody Moore to take on Seth, who he's been on. Like, Seth's argument makes more sense if this is a real thing. If this was totally real, if kayfabe was real. Like, Cody, the character, would go after Seth and do the honorable thing and not go after Roman. Unless Roman did something dastardly. And Seth said, like, dude, you got to go. You got, I'm done with him. You got to take him out. Like, you I'll, I'll hold it down here. You got to go do this. Which yeah. they could do too, would be a nice touch, but so yeah, I think it's certainly a possibility. Okay, but yeah, I think it's a possibility then, too. Yeah, then you're like the two main events are not going to be well worked. So you know, that's something. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just because Seth is not 100, percent and so that'll right. be the better of the two, obviously. And you but just man, don't know like, like what Rock has left in the tank. I mean, like yeah, like he's certainly injured. What he tore his. Uh, quad right off the bone, right? Like everyone does, like something uh, like, against against Cena. In sec- I thought it was like his abdomen that he like tore off something. his body. Like, yeah, it was yeah. it was not not good, and and that was ten years ago. So yeah. you know, yeah, I I mean, but look, if you have the Rock, we've always said on this show, both of us, I think, and, and I 
think you're still there and so am I. If you have Rock, you know, you got to go with it. You got to go with Rock. You got to go with Rock and Roman when you have it because you may not ever get it again. So, like, and this may be, like, a nice excuse to, like, now do that um, and not really have to look back. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But lots, there's lots on the table. Lots on the table. Um, and, again, I don't think yesterday cleared much of it up. In fact, I think it made it a lot more cloudy, which, it, you know, depending on – how you feel and how you watch wrestling, you know, you, I mean, it's going to make for some compelling TV here in the next, uh, in the next four or five weeks. Let's pivot to AW before we ride off into the sunset here. But first I want to get to Tracy, um, Tracy, big supporter of the show. Thank you so much, Tracy, uh, for the super chat and says, I can't speak to raw, but kudos for the excellent interview with Joseph Reisman. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, Tracy. Thank you for checking that out. Um, I interviewed Josie Reisman, who was uh, the author and a Vince McMahon biographer of Ringmaster, uh, which is a book that came out last year, Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America. It's a great read if you haven't read it. Um, it really gets into Vince's rise from nothing uh, to you know the most powerful person in professional wrestling. Um, and Josie was a great, just a great person to have on because she has had countless hours of research on Vince McMahon, talking to people that, that, that know him, that worked with him and everything in between. Um, and we talked for about a half hour about, you know, the allegations and what they mean and what it, where they come, where like that activity comes from, uh, in her, based on her analysis of Vince McMahon and his psyche. And it was a weird conversation because it's Vince McMahon and his psyche. And that's not a fun place to be, especially these days. But it was a really good conversation. And I thought um, Josie really, really gave some uh, thoughtful answers and responses as to these allegations and uh, and where they come from. So I encourage you all to check it out. It's uh, up on the Brass Ring Media YouTube channel right now. Thank you, Tracy, for watching that and for commenting. Yeah. And if I can say for you, Zach, quite the poll on guest. Thank you. Um, Josie was on lots of media on TV and big time podcasts. I, I know I listened to her and Dan Levitard had like a 20 minute spot uh, on yeah. their show. And that, you know, gets millions of downloads a week. So um, kudos to you for, for being your own producer and, and booking that. So thank you. Yes. You know, it's uh she was great. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I was really glad we got to really glad we got to do that. And uh, yeah, check it out if you haven't done so. All right, on to AW before we ride off in the sunset here. And we've got Zach who's going to kick us off. Zach, thank you. Uh, on the AW side, Collision was a strong show opposite the Rumble with maybe a livelier crowd. Also, I think the Revolution card is shaping up to be really good. And that's without Will Ospreay, possibly Okada, and possibly Mercedes Monet. So, Tyler, um, take either one of those first. Um, and, you know, Collision. Thumbs up, thumbs down, and like the revolution card in terms of where where we think that's going with uh, about a month about a month here before. Yeah, uh, I need to get caught up on collision. I, I have not watched it. I do not even know results. I'll be honest with everybody. So, um, how did you pull that off? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm off, I'm off Twitter, so my Instagram is business related, not wrestling. Ah, okay, all so right. I avoid, but I assume the rating was like 190 thousand. Especially it was low. It was like three hundred yeah. thousand. Actually, oh, that's pretty good. Pretty that's good. actually not bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I will catch up. Um, but yeah, I think Revolution is shaping up. I, I, you know, 
uh, main event of Bucks and um, you know Sting and Darby makes sense. Joe is that kind of champion that I feel like it's not the end of the world that the world title is not going to be in the main event, presumably. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's they're telling stories ahead of time, which is like really all we ever ask of AEW. And there's a couple stories being told ahead of time, right? If you're going to have nine matches, I would love six of them to have been set up at least an inkling to them more than, you know, three episodes of TV being, you know, dynamite collision dynamite, which is the usual, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, a one week period of setting up your paper review for the following Saturday. So I think they're breaking that mold a bit. And I think that's a positive sign, but you know, I think especially into this week, cause like, the chamber is the 25th. Yes. So that's Saturday. And then the following Saturday is revolution. Revolution. Yep. So it will be a little busy time there, but, but you know, I think it's good. Yeah. Hopefully there's not nine matches. Hopefully there is only six and hopefully they all have stories. Uh, oh, well, no, that's not going to happen. You know that there's going to be 13. There's going to be four on the pre-show. There's going to be nine no. to 10 on, to 10 on the main card. I'm just telling you how he books, you know, you know this better than anybody. So, I do. I do. I do. I do. Till, and I don't like it. Eight to like midnight. So I don't like it. Tony Khan. Um, no, I look collision was a strong show. Um, I thought, yeah, the, uh, one of the better. You can spoil. You can spoil stuff if you need to. Like, what, yeah. what was the go-to thing? One of the better episodes for sure. I mean, the cage match between House of Black and FTR and Dana Garcia was was a very good match. Um, and I oh think, yeah, I I did see that. That was like the job don't job thing. It yes, like, it was the job yeah. don't job thing. But like the match was really good. Like I I they beat the tar out of one another. Um, <laughs> Some big cage spots. I think like one of the most protected. I was watching the match, and I watched it on Monday, so after the weekend. And one of the things that I thought about when I was watching this was the the AEW cage match might be like the most protected thing, like in AEW period, like stars included. Like that to me, when they break that thing out, like it matters, and I and I think it really like set a good tone for the show. It was a good place for the match to happen, so I really, I really liked it. Um, I don't know if it had a livelier crowd. That, that Rumble crowd was not very good, but you know it's hard in a, in a huge arena. Well, yeah, I mean, like I don't think they were given a ton to cheer about either. Honestly, they I weren't fun moments. They weren't, but like I don't know, you've got eighty thousand people or forty thousand people versus like a thousand people or twelve hundred. Like it's a so. Where was Collision at? What city? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Could not even tell you. Do you know? No, I was just trying to like shout out Norfolk, know, perhaps maybe East, East, East Rutherford. Oh, New Jersey or something. So <laughs> I'm just guessing. It was at Hershey, PA. Is that where it was? No, I just that's like oh, a classic. Okay. You know, that is a Saturday classic. Night. Saturday night's main event is in Hershey <laughs> or Worcester. Yes, yes. Oh man, but it, yeah. So I don't know. I, was it a livelier crowd? Probably, but there was also you know only 1,200 of them. Uh, and that's not a burn. That's just reality. Uh, as far as revolution card goes, I too like how it's shaping up. I really do. Like, I think that it's one of Tony Khan's best booking decisions to date was putting Sting and Darby in that tag team title match against Big Bill um, a week from tomorrow. Like, mm -hmm. that to me is great. Like, really, a really nice touch in terms of booking their their final match because it leaves like all sorts of debate open as far as how is the finish going to go 
at the pay-per-view when they faced mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. Like, if they didn't have the, ch- the titles, you know, it just – it would still have stakes because it's Sting, it's Sting's last match, and, yeah, you're going to put – you know, is, are you going to put Sting over in the end or is Sting going to put over the Bucks? And that's still big. But now if they have the titles going into that, to me that mm-hmm. just turns up the heat. That turns up the volume even more. And if the Young Bucks can kind of stay in their lane and not get too meta with this – with this new like kind of character tweak, they could be set up for a really nice run as heels, like coming out of that match as champions. And so I think that that's was a really nice move, um, you know, on the part of Tony Khan and, you know, we'll see what happens, but my guess is they win the titles and they go on to defend those titles and then job to the, to the young bucks. I think that to me, that would be the best for the company long-term. Um, yeah, and then the title I mean, match. Yeah, I mean, is that, are they going to do? Are you thinking they're going to do Joe Hangman and Swerve in Triple Threat? Like, is that? Do you think that that's where we're headed yeah, here? I hope not. Again, you know, Triple Threats are the last, you know, last case scenario, worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm with just Page and Joe. I think is the best option on the table. You can get a hard hitting, twenty minute match where Page is, you know, is so close again. And, um, you know, you go from there. I think you go swerve. And then that's like a pretty good run for Joe, like a good three month run. Yeah. If you do yeah. that, is what double or nothing, unless we add something in April, is the next thing. It's, so you, yeah. Unless, unless something's added in April. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a good trajectory of essentially almost six months of yeah. having that title. So I think that's the way to go, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that we may be headed towards a triple threat given like how this thing has been booked, but I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah, I mean, like that, enough. That'd be fine too. I mean, it's not my ideal thing, but you know, at that point I'd want Swerve to win as you know, my bias as a fan here, but I think Tony, like he's done a lot of work that we've talked about. Not every, not that everything's been perfect in AEW. There's been like in this period of it, like kind of not getting the same spotlight, at least from us. I think we are pretty good at, projecting like what is the most important thing of the day to talk about. And we've been like kind of devastatingly AW light in the last like two, three weeks mm-hmm. for good reason. But I think that's like, they've been doing good work behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Not behind the scenes, but not in the spotlight. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Um, yeah. And we've always, and we said like, you know, sometimes you got to just take care of the nuts and bolts, make sure they're tightened mm-hmm. up and so that they can hold all the other things that you want to do. And that's kind of what's been done, and I think it's paying. I do. I do think it's paying off. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, finally, Osprey, Okada, Mercedes on the table, not on the table. I mean, Osprey, we know is, but you know, Mercedes Monet did not appear in the Royal Rumble. Uh, do you think we see her or Okada at Revolution? I mean. Now you can change package, your answer in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, now that they're a package deal, but I still lean Okada, AEW. Um, and then Mercedes, I, I think I would do a slight lean AEW just because Tony Khan seems more likely to pay her more money for less dates. I think that seems to be more preferable than like what your story is and, and like, you know, having that WrestleMania moment, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I guess Mercedes, I would say slightly more likely to AEW than 
Okada, but like let's say Mercedes 55 and Okada have been 52 for AEW okay. on both of them. So I wouldn't do both in one night. Um, it depends what you want to do with either of them. It seems easier to debut Mercedes post Tony Storm and Deanna Peraza to be like, hey, I'm, I'm coming for that thing. I'm here. All that stuff. So that seems more I, likely if I had to choose. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I hope they do. I hope they recognize that because Peraza has been awesome. I think she's been really mm-hmm. a really strong character. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I think you, you know, you want to let that breathe a little bit. Like, yeah, I mean, if you have Mercedes Monet, okay, yes, you obviously want to bring her in uh, sooner than later. But Peraza has been doing some really good work. And so, like, let her breathe as a top star in that division for a little bit. If you do, if you do and you can, all it is is another opponent for Mercedes to work with when she gets in there. So yeah. it behooves you to, like, let let that go for a bit. Let that breathe. Let it get bigger and bigger. And – and then take advantage of it later on. So, yep. um, Zach, thank you. I appreciate it. Glad you got it. We got in some AW. That's always fun. Uh, we'll put a bow on it there. We'll talk more AW uh, on our Thursday show uh, coming out of AW Dynamite. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened to us live. Thank you to everybody who's listening to us after the fact, either here on YouTube or via podcast. And if you didn't know, now you do. You can get this exact show um, just minutes after we're done live um, on your favorite podcast feed. A simulcast, same exact show. We just put it up in case you want to take us to the gym, to the grocery store, on your way to work. You can uh, via wherever you get your podcast. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. The new schedule drops next week. We'll have more details on that throughout this week to get you ready. We're super excited. Couldn't do it without you. So we appreciate it. If you want to check out Brass Ring Media membership, I hope you do. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Lots of fun perks. Uh, lots of additional content from myself, from Tyler, from others. A really fun community of people um, talking wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So give us a shot. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Tyler, until next time, my friend. See you then. Let's get one. Let's get one more Cody. Cody facial expression. Just one. More. <laughs> there we go. Which one are you gonna pick? What are you picking, Roman or Seth? Roman or Seth? <laughs> I mean, not as much eyebrow furling. I think, and uh, Cody is a man of a certain age, so I probably do for some Botox. But I think Cody's had a little bit more Botox than me, um, so the the, eye, the brow is not moving as much for Cody. So. <laughs> it's likely. It's likely. Yeah, I mean, all right, guys. Thirty-five for a guy is fine to get Botox. I approve that message. So. Approve. Cody, do you. Tyler, you do you too. Okay. Guys, we'll catch you on Thursday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you later.